Hey, this is Colin Martin, midfielder for San Diego Loyal, and you're listening to Level Playing Field Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Level Playing Field. Level Playing Field is my podcast, and my name is Randy Boos, where I interview people who are LGBTQ and involved in sports. Before we get to this episode with Colin Martin from the San Diego Loyal, um, I want to go over a couple things I'm excited about coming up. Next Tuesday, I have an interview with Jason Ellis. Jason Ellis is a former professional skateboarder. He's done MMA. He currently is hosting a show on SiriusXM where he talks about all things. Um, it's definitely something that gets me excited for the day and helps me get through my my day job. The following week, I hope to have Nick Keith. Nick Keith is a commentator and journalist who covers rugby around the world. Right now, rugby is making news not only with Israel Folau, who is an Australian rugby player who is playing rugby league in France, but also um, Six Nations, which over the weekend... Joe Marler, who is a big LGBTQ ally, had an incident where he grabbed an opponent's crotch, I guess we could say right here. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Israel Folau. We'll talk about the Six Nations because of the coronavirus. The final round of Six Nations is going to be delayed. We'll talk about that. Um, and then the end of the month, I have we'll have a special trans athlete, and we'll be talking Trans Visibility Day. My podcast episode will come out that day. So we'll have something to do with trans advocacy and trans awareness for March 31st. Without further ado, though, I want to go to this week's episode with Colin Martin. Colin came out in June 2018, playing for Minnesota United FC. It was all over the papers. Um, I was fortunate enough to be able to contact San Diego Loyal, his new team in the USL. And we worked out a deal, and I got him for an interview. So we'll chat. Uh, we talk about Rory Moyeta, who was my guest last week. Um, Robbie Rogers is mentioned, another former out soccer player, as well as Landon Donovan is the current um, head coach and part owner for San Diego Loyal. And we'll talk about Landon and his positivity with the team and and why his presence makes people work harder. Um, without further ado, though, here is my interview with Colin Martin from San Diego Loyal. Colin, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Like I told you right before, I, you've been one of the people I wanted to speak with. I think to be an active player, to come out, um, is a huge deal. Not to take away anything from people that have done it in the past after retirement, but it it's a little bit bigger when you're actually playing still. Yeah, no, I mean, I I agree with you. I, I know that when I was first thinking about making the decision, I um I was thinking about, would I would would I regret not coming out later later on in my life? And um, I I think I I came to the realization that that would definitely be the case. I would I would have regretted it. So um, that was definitely a big factor in why why I wanted to do it when I did it because I wanted to do it while I was playing. So yeah, I appreciate that. One of the things that was interesting to me is this week I have um, Roy Mayeta from DC United, and in our conversation you actually got brought up because what I didn't realize. 
and I guess it's, I didn't read about it in the articles or whatever, but you have been out to some players for a long time. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a little, it's a little tricky, but, um, but I, I'd say I started to come out to, I don't know, probably a handful of people in DC before I, before I left to Minnesota. And I mean, I was out at the time, my, that last season in DC with like, with, with all my family and, and my friends and, and my parents at the time, but, um, but only a couple people on the team. So I don't know if I could say I was completely out. I, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say I was completely out, but definitely, yes, I had told, I told a couple teammates and, but, but I think it was clear to them that, that I wasn't necessarily ready for that to be necessarily known unless I wanted to tell that person in particular. But, uh, but yeah, I can tell you a, a funny story about how, 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 not a funny story, but a story about how uh, Roy really helped me during that, during that process, if you'd like. Yeah, definitely. Please do. Yeah, no, I mean, just so I, I actually did have a boyfriend at the time and, um, and I wasn't really comfortable. Like I wasn't completely out, so I wasn't going to announce that to a ton of people. So, um, but I knew I could confide in Rory and, um, I used to have Rory like, um, bring my boyfriend into the stadium and make sure he was like all settled for the games. And, um, I think some people had an idea, but I, I definitely was comfortable with Rory knowing and making sure that he was, he was all set for the game. So in that regard, it was a very, very unique relationship that I was able to trust Rory and, and, and have a person like that, that kind of understood what I was going through. So I'm, I'm very grateful for that. That's really cool. Yeah. I've, uh. I had a conversation with Billy Bean, a former baseball player, who talked about the benefit of knowing that someone else was gay while he was playing. And for him, it was a, an umpire. Yep. So for, for you to have someone on the team who knew, to be able to sneak your boyfriend in, your boyfriend can be a part of your, your work, your athletic life, yep. must have been pretty cool. Yeah, no, it meant, it meant a lot to me. And to make sure that, like, that also my boyfriend was comfortable, you know, um, making sure someone that was that was going to be uh, not treat him any differently or, or make him feel uncomfortable in a stadium uh, for his first time uh, meant a lot to me too. But, um, but obviously as, as I, as I got used to that process, um, it became less worrisome for me, but I would say, yeah, like early on in my career having to, I, I don't know, even now in my career, if I, if I had a boyfriend right now and, and, um, and I was um, uh, trying to have, have him at games, uh, every home game, I, I think that process would be a new one to me, even now, since it's been so long. But, um, so it, so it does mean, mean a lot to have people that are in the organization or just in the team that, that are, that are not going to make that an issue at all, or, or, or just be a, a support that. And for the most part, I think that's the case. Do you think for DCOs easier because you did start as a teen, you, you, you know, you grew up in the organization. Yeah. So it definitely felt probably home for you. It, it did, and I and I felt really comfortable on the team. I felt really comfortable with the coaches, with the players. I had been training with like with the first team since I was like fourteen almost. So uh, I had been around the guys since I was super young, and I'd say the only thing that sucked was that like I had been living a lie in a way for so for for those first couple seasons. That leaving and having a fresh start in Minnesota really allowed me to not build off that lie and to be completely open with my new teammates. Whereas I, whereas I had come out with some of the, some of my teammates on DC and eventually most of them knew it still was really hard for me because I had been kind of living this like double life where I wasn't being completely honest about certain aspects of my, of my life outside of soccer. So for me, it was, it was really refreshing to have kind of like 
a new team and be able to just, yeah, be honest and open. So, so when you leave DC, obviously not everyone knows you, like you said before, a few select people did when you go to Minnesota, do you start to make it known within the team right away or is there yeah, a waiting period? I'd say really there's two, two moments. Um, so like, uh, there was one instance in preseason, at where I like, I started to kind of realize who my friends were on the team. And there was probably like five or six of us at, at a dinner in preseason. And they were asking me if I had a girlfriend or something about girls. I don't know exactly what it, your, your standard conversation really. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just broke it to him. I told him, no, actually, um, I, I like guys. I have a boyfriend. And, um, and I still had the same boyfriend at the time. And, uh, and at first it was kind of awkward and they didn't really know what to say. They didn't know if I was messing around with them or, or whatever. But, um, but eventually they kind of, it settled in and they kind of realized it. And, um, and then I was able, so that was one instance. And then, so I'll give you another one. I I was actually away in preseason in Portland and I was writing a letter to my boyfriend. It was around Valentine's, I think, um, or, or, or something. And I, uh, I told the administrator that I, she helped me send the letter. And so I told, I told her I was writing the letter too. And so that was nice because she, she's someone that like really runs, runs our lives on a daily basis. And for her to know that about me made me feel more comfortable. And, and she was great. Her name was Angie. So similar to what Rory does now at DC, oh, okay. um, it's Angie Blaker in Minnesota. And she's a dear friend and, and someone that was just, that was just so awesome while I was in Minnesota. But, um, and then the last one was that, um, a little bit earlier in the season when my boyfriend was visiting, I had him come to a, um, a team birthday party. So everyone and their, and their wives and girlfriends were there. And so I brought my boyfriend it was uh, it was pretty eye opening to the rest of the guys and and but it it, it was a way of uh, kind of showing showing that uh, that 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 my that guy was a part of my life and not having to necessarily make an announcement or or tell everyone individually you know what I mean Did you notice because it's one thing to say you're gay you like guys but it's also another to actually have them see like physical proof oh he's with another guy right there and you yeah. know I don't know if there's PDA involved or whatever but. Did you notice a difference in the reactions once it's real for some people? Well, for some people, it was the first. It was the first time they even maybe had a an idea that I was gay. You know, so like, so a lot of them really didn't know at the time. It might have been like there might have been little ideas, but yeah, I, I think I think there is that aspect of actually putting into putting it into context. Um, and in in that regard, when 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 it's just a boyfriend among all your significant others, I think that kind of helps in a way because my teammates are like, you know, this is the one person in my life that I really care for, that I love and that, um, that I go through life with. If that person, if there's one person that Colin has that, that he does the same, I don't think there's, there's any reason to, to not allow that. I, you know, not obviously it's allowed, but you know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. there's more of a, just a, a respect there and an understanding, um, if anything, but, uh, but uh, yeah, it might have been it, it. It was uncomfortable the first couple times for me, but I but I got I got used to it, and um, I think my boyfriend did too. That's cool. It it sounds like Minnesota was such a in a welcoming place for you. Yeah, it was. Just the PR staff too, the way they were always talking about you and and on, on like on social media and stuff. So it must have been cool. Is that what made it easier for you to eventually come out? For in, sure. What in June of two thousand eighteen, I believe. Yep. 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 Um, I think that's when it was just June something. I don't, I, yeah, I think, yeah, 2018, you're right. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it all adds up, right? Because I mean, I mean, you hear, you hear nowadays with, uh, 
with people on social media, they get thousands of comments or thousands of messages. And it's really just that one message that really hurts the person. And so for me, I've been lucky that I've just been overwhelmed with so many instances of support where those little instances that, uh, that might've deterred someone or deterred me in the past seemed really obsolete in the end. But yeah, I was, I was completely supported by the staff, by my teammates, by the, um, the people that run the social media accounts, um, uh, Eric Durkee, the head, head PR and communications uh, director. Yeah, the list goes on. And, um, and not to mention the, the city itself and the people in the city. I mean, I had my best friend uh, outside of the team was, uh, was gay and he, and he was a big re- uh, reason why I eventually came out. And he, um, I, I, really, I really grew in my understanding of, of being a gay person and, 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 and what that looks like in our country um, because of him. Um, How so? Uh, just he—he he was giving me—he was honestly—he—he he was trying to tell me how big of a deal it was, and I—and I—and I didn't really understand that. For me, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. That I really didn't. Maybe because I was so—I was so focused on just just soccer itself and and building the relationships that I that I was on the team in general. That 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 I knew it was unique, but I didn't think it was that big of a deal. And he was like, you know, you could really make a big impact. And he really pushed that idea on me. And um, he really made me uh, believe that it was important um, to, do, to, make, to, to do that, honest, um, to eventually, yeah, to come out and make a decision and, and, and celebrate that part of me. Whereas I thought that it was a really cool part of me, about me and it was unique, but uh, it was something that I didn't need to necessarily uh, uh, make bigger or advertise. So... In the end, I'm really grateful for my friend for for helping me, and and, and he actually helped me uh, big time on um, uh, coordinating uh, media for the for the day coming out. Like, yeah, I set up like uh, interviews with NBC. Yeah, and obviously, like I, I'm sure we could have we could have done that, but he he was a big catalyst for that. And then he also helped me write my um, original coming out message on social media. So, oh wow, sure that yeah, like he he we hit the points that we wanted and. I think his aunt actually edited the little, uh, the tweet, the little two paragraphs or whatever, and, and made it made it uh, flow really well. And so, yeah, I'm grateful to him. So, if you didn't think it was a, gonna be a big deal because of who you were, what was it like for you then? Like when Robbie Rogers came out a few years before, what was it? Was like that even a thing for, for you? I mean, oh yeah, 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 it totally was. Yeah, and and, I, and I've talked about that. It was it was really it was really important. And more, more importantly to me, it was like, it was obviously the representation thing, but I was like more curious on how my teammates responded to that information. And I was curious for the people that had a relationship with Robbie in in any, um, in any regard, whether that's playing with him or, or, um, uh, knowing about him, I was interested in what they had to say about him. And for the most part, they had just overwhelmingly good, positive things to say. And when he did come out, like no one was, no one was uh talking bad about uh, about when he did so for me i was like take just basically taking notes and very grateful that he he um did it himself and 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 yeah if if he didn't come out i don't know if if that would have given me the courage to come out myself but if anything at the same time for a while i did think that because he came out i didn't have to come out so how interesting yeah eventually i got past that idea but that was that that was part of part of my thinking too like oh robbie's already done it um that's great um so people don't need to necessarily know that information about me because robbie's already done it 
but then yeah my friend told me and and i kind of realized that it's actually kind of more important to have a couple more people do it so that eventually we really really don't have to do announcements but um so we're not quite there yet but uh hopefully soon yeah hopefully did the locker room change for you after coming out no no um if anything there was a there was a couple uh just a couple jokes that day and um there was the idea guys in the locker room get get a little jealous when you get a little attention and oh totally and and that could be like playful jealousy or or or, or playful mocking or they, they just kind of mess with you because you're getting a little attention so if anything i was yeah they 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 got a kick out of all the all the attention and, and definitely made me made me uh just hear hear that for a while so but the crazy thing is that the the attention really didn't stop for for a good part of that year and and then there's there's always been something going on so <laughs> when i think that just goes to show how big of a deal it still is yeah yeah i mean i, I guess i guess that's the case because i mean i say yeah, we just need a couple more people to come out and then we won't be having this conversation, but there still really hasn't been anyone coming out. Yeah. So, um, I just, yeah, I don't know what the deal is. Yeah. So when you, you come out and then I think if I'm, this is all out of memory, so I could be wrong, but you didn't play for a couple of games, right? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it was maybe a couple of games. And then, um, I forget, I forget when the first game that I did play was. Yeah. Because you're you're subbed in later on, and then it has to be sort of like the the moment reliving itself again, because it is the first time you're on the field. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I do remember that actually. Yeah, I was subbed on. Um, yeah, I got that crazy standing ovation from the home home crowd. Yeah, that was a pretty special moment. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. I mean, nothing really changed in terms of like I wasn't like I wasn't dying to play. I mean, I, I wanted to play that night. I was, I was definitely disappointed, but at the same time, I think the coach took into consideration. It was a really long day for me. And, oh yeah, I bet. And I, I think that regardless, I, I, I don't know if I would have played, you know what I mean? It was still during that time where it was, it was sort of up in the air if I was going to play or not. So I wasn't too worked up about it and it sort of, it is what it is. That's kind of how my whole MLS career was. It was all, it was all sort of up in the air and you just can't plan for these things. You just, it's just... It just is what it is. So, we are going to take a quick break. We'll be right back right after this message. Welcome back. Before we get back to our chat with Colin, I wanted to go over what's tomorrow on the Outsports Podcast Network. For the Transporter Room, their guest is Melody Maya Monet. She's a YouTube personality, a softball player, singer, and lifelong Mets fan. And she just happens to be both a trans woman and a fan of sci fi. And you'll get to meet her in the next episode of the Transporter Room. Um, without further ado, though, here is my interview with Colin Martin. Was it? I think it was the next year. Then you were you were sent on a transfer to Hartford, right? Yeah, yeah. Last year was really tough because because I really I really wanted to build off my first two years, and um and and the club had an incredible year. Um, but me personally, I just I really didn't get to play a lot. So that's why I decided to go to Hartford and. I think I played around six to eight games there, and, and, and it was great. Uh, I got to just sort of enjoy the game and be, be an important part of the team and um, just play. So I had a really good time in Hartford, even though there was definitely some challenges there as well, just in terms of uh, the, the team didn't do that well last year in the first year. But I sort of got a feel for the USL, the league I'm in now, and, and uh, 
what that would look like. And I tried to make a positive experience, uh, experience out of, out of a season where I wasn't playing in the MLS. So, yeah. Cause I, I have to wonder, you, you do this thing where, and you being anybody who comes out, they come out, it's media attention and people are talking about you. You're being mentioned everywhere, you know, TV shows and news events and stuff like that. And then after a while, there's the, it sort of just goes away and you're just the normal person again. Do you think that affected your season at all? Like how you played or? No, the only thing that affected it was, um, was going into the year. I cared even more than I've ever cared just about doing well. And so on a personal level, when I, when I didn't get to see those results, it, it, it hurt me really a lot, but I would say, yeah, that's about it. Like in terms of, you can only do so much, you know, you, um, you, you, you train and you prepare and, and, and in the end, the coach picks his team and we had a really good team last year. And, um, and the guys that were playing in front of me were, uh, uh, were well-deserved. So, and, uh, and for the most part, a lot of those guys are, are back now. And, and, um, I think that team's going to have another really good season. Well, yeah. So it's, it's, it's just, there's some things you can't control. And, um, all I can say is that I, that I wanted last year to be the best season I've had. And I've, I cared so much and prepared so much going into the season that it was a huge, huge disappointment for me early on around March, April, May. It was, it was tough, but, um, but yeah, it's just a reality. That was Hartford's first season in the USL. Is that what you were saying? No, no, I'm saying, well, yes, it was the first season, but I, I was just talking about in Minnesota, how I was preparing for Minnesota and, um, and I just didn't get to, uh, the benefit of, of the work I was putting in and, and how much I cared or whatever. But, um, but then, yeah, so then I went to go play some games with Hartford and, um, and, uh, and yeah. And then obviously, unfortunately, Minnesota releases you, um, in the off season and you sort of get a fresh start now. Mm-hmm. You grew up in the East Coast. You played on the East Coast. You're now here in California playing in San Diego. What was the thing that attracted you most about joining the Loyal, the new USL club? Well, I've been a part of a, a couple inaugural teams now, or teams that are playing their first season. And um, so that wasn't a, a worry for me. Um, I knew that, uh, with Landon Donovan coaching the team, it was going to be a team that was going to be really competitive, um, a team that was going to be expecting, uh, to win. So, um, all respect to Hartford, but we're not going to have a season like Hartford did. We're going to be good. And so, and then I have a sister that lives out here. Uh, it's not very often that you get a chance to play professional soccer in California. So, um, that was definitely, um, enticing to me. And I think after three years in Minnesota with the with the weather there, I think I maybe deserved a little uh, good fortune on that regard. <laughs> little um, sunshine. Yeah, so that doesn't hurt. Um, but yeah, and then it, it gives me a chance to just grow as a person and a player. I mean, hope, I, I hope to be an important player on the team and, 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 and hopefully play a good amount of games this year and, 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 and feel, yeah, feel like, really get to feel like being an important player on a team. Um, I haven't had that in a while now. And... Um, and it's something I'm looking forward to. With Landon Donovan as the manager, and I think he's part owner as well, do you go back to your your days as a kid, seeing him play for the U.S. men's team? And is there a feeling you get? Like, can you separate the childhood memories from from he's now your manager? And does it is it a real thing for you? 
Yeah, of course. No, I haven't been um I haven't been caught up in that idea or super enamored by that idea, but but if anything where it helps is that Landon's one of those one of those guys where he has that unique ability where as a coach, he's he's going to make the players that he has want to impress him and want to do well for him. And you can't always say that about every coach. So, and that's just that's just a matter of do you have it or not? And and Landon obviously has that. So you can see already in the team that that guys want to impress him. Guys don't want to take days off. Guys don't want to let him down in a way. And so I think that his his prominence as a player in the country, that's where that comes comes into play. I don't think any of the guys are, are starstruck or anything or are too focused on his previous accomplishments in terms of whatever. But 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 I for sure he commands a lot of respect from the guys and and um, so far, we really wanted to do well for him. So That's good. Hopefully, you guys have a great season. I know this weekend, which this episode will come out next Tuesday, you will have already had your first game. What are you most excited about playing in San Diego for the Loyal? I mean, we've talked about just you know the fresh start and everything, but is there one thing in particular that excites you the most? Just like I said, just being an important part of the team. I had a little taste of that in, uh, in um, Hartford, and um, I'm already kind of, like I care a lot about the team and, 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 um, and I'm seeing, I'm seeing that already in, in season. And, uh, I actually, ha- I have a little knock right now, so I- I'm not sure if I'm going to play in the first game, but luckily this won't come out until next week. But, um, but, uh, yeah, don't tell anybody, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, but no, I just, I, I, I care a lot right now. And, and, and I know that, that I'm going to be an important part of the team. So like, it, it's a matter of just like taking ownership for it and, and, and taking care of your body and, and, uh, and, and doing all the things you can because you know you're going to be letting down a lot of people if you don't. And I haven't had that in a while. So there's been guys bef- that, that I've had to kind of play catch up. And like there's guys before me that I'm chasing that are in front of me. And so, so now I think that I can hopefully be kind of a leader on the team and, and, um, and set a good example for a lot of the guys. And, but yeah. On on the smaller note, it's nice to have my sister and her her three little uh, three little boys that'll be at the game. Um, my three nephews, so I'll have family again. Uh, hopefully, at most games, watching me and and yeah, we have a diverse team and this is a, a diverse community. Obviously, like like soccer is anywhere, and so um, yeah, I want to make the fans proud here. Away from soccer, though, how do you how do you get to spend your time? How do I spend my time? Yeah. Well, I like um, art a lot. So I've been going to the galleries here. I've been uh, I've gone to the San Diego Art Museum, the uh, the Contemporary Art Museum in La Jolla is currently under construction. But uh, I plan on going to a lot of the galleries in La Jolla. I've been uh, yeah, just just looking into what 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 that world looks like, the art world, and seeing if I have any interest in it after soccer in terms of making a career for myself. But th- those are just little things. But what else do I do outside of soccer? I've been hitting the beach a lot, seeing my sister over there um at her house and um hang with my nephews and i i'm really looking forward to getting to the national parks here um like joshua tree i've never been um if we have a couple of days off i'd love to get up get up to yosemite um i don't climb or anything but I, I like to hike and and uh just enjoy being outside obviously i haven't been able to explore like the food the food scene here too much but i've been enjoying going to like different coffee shops and different neighborhoods and um yeah just exploring the city so how do you think you'll do this season 
I think, I think we'll, San Diego will do. I think we'll be really good. I don't, I don't know, like, the, uh, the competition really that well. I don't know, like, the other teams and, 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 and uh, like I did um, being in the MLS. So I, I can't really stack this up necessarily. We have a deep team. We have a, a lot of talented guys. So uh, that's only going to be good for us because we're going to be pushing each other. Yeah. So, like, for me, there's no – it's not given that I'll, I'll play every game and it's not given for anybody here. So I think that's going to be an advantage to us because we have a lot of the guys pushing each other. So there's going to be no complacency, and, um, and we have some real talent. So our goal is definitely to make the playoffs, like without a doubt, and, um, and push for championships. Yeah, I really – you'll see. But I think we, uh, we have a really good team. So Nice. I'm excited. I'm in Northern California, but it'll be cool to see you this season. I guess USL games are usually on ESPN, I think, ESPN Plus, I believe. So it'll be a good chance to see you play. Let me wrap up with my final question I ask everyone. If you're able to go back in time – 12 or 13 years old, um, maybe when you first started to realize that something was different, that you were gay, what's one thing you could go back and tell yourself to make your life easier, make it more accepting for yourself? Um, that's a good question. I don't want to get too deep on you. Oh, no, deep is fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. That's like a real personal question on like a really, yeah, like on a, on a deep level, I guess, just that your parents are going to love you regardless. And I knew that. I knew that. I just, I, I just wish I wouldn't even have played around with the idea that my parents would have been uh, not accepting of me at any point because it would have, it's, it, it's ridiculous to even think now because of how, how well they've supported me and, and how, how good of parents they've been. So I just wish I could have removed that doubt altogether because then I think I would have come out a lot earlier. Really? Yeah. yeah. Do you think your life would have changed at all if because I, you came earlier? Yeah, I think it might have been harder, honestly. I don't know. <laughs> well, at least that's 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 kind of how I felt. That's why I didn't come out till later, I guess. But um, but no, I've been lucky. I'm I I don't regret much. So cool. Well, Colin, thank you so much for um, spending a little bit of time with me today. It's been nice to talk with you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me on. And uh, yeah, best of luck with uh with your with your year ahead as well. Colin, thank you so much for being my guest this week. Thank you guys for listening. Come back next week when I have my interview with Jason Ellis. Um, it's a very different interview. Be prepared for a more upfront interview than you're used to on this podcast. Anyways, look forward to that. I hope you all have a great week, and I will see you back next time.